Amen. What a good, good father we serve. It's very appropriate that that song played just before I get to share. Because this last, last month for me has been on the floor with Jesus. And never before have I known how much of a good father he is. And how loved I am. So when I was given this topic to speak on, it was just so appropriate. So I'm going to be sharing with you about being connected to the one. If you look at this picture, you may recognize it. It's a picture from the Sistine Chapel in the Vatican in Italy. And it depicts, it's part of the creation of Adam. So that is God's hand and Adam's hand. And God's desire is to be connected to you. That's why he does everything that he does. So as I share, may you be impacted by how much God wants to be connected to you. As we seek God and, and we live our lives and we want to have that connection, it poses one problem. And if you'll turn with me in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, we will see the problem. And it says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So sin breaks that connection. And that's what the devil came to do in the garden. He came to sever that connection because he is scared of that connection. And nobody has lost that connection more than him. So back then, the problem began that we all face, that our sin and our sinful lives separates us from God. Is your connection to God cracked like in this picture? As humans, we all have two inbuilt needs within us, put there by God. And they are that of acceptance or love and significance or purpose. The problem is we look for it in the wrong places. And the only place to find it is in God. So the crack between you and God needs to be fixed. And that is his desire. And is that your desire? And the gospel meets both these needs. And I'm thoroughly convinced that as Christians, we've, we've come to a point where we believe that the gospel is almost too simple a message, and we try to complicate it. But it's the most simple but most profound message there is. 
And there are people out there that are boldly declaring messages that are full of lies. And the gospel message of Jesus is the only true message that we do not have to shrug back bold from our boldness. And we can declare wherever we go boldly the message of Jesus, which is the only one solution that we have. Jesus is that solution. If you will turn with me again in Romans, for most of you it will be on the same page, it's Romans 5 verse 8. And it says, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus paid the ultimate price for you and me. And we speak about it a lot, but do we truly grasp it? Every parent sitting here, if you had to have a family member or a loved one held hostage, you would gladly give all that you have to get them back. But would you give your son? Would you give your son for somebody you don't know? And I think our human understanding is not capable of fully understanding God's love in what he did. We often speak about heaven being paved with streets of gold. I'm sure God would far rather give all those streets than give his son. But he was willing to so to speak, bankrupt heaven to purchase you back, to fix that crack in that picture. And Jesus was willing to fast heaven for 33 years for you. What must that have been like for Father God to not have Jesus there? Yes, they met, in the, met every day and spoke every day, but it wasn't in heaven. Do you grasp the love that Father God has for you as that good, good Father? And can you say, I am loved, that's who I am? So Jesus is that one solution to the need for acceptance and significance in us. He paid it all for you. And Jesus is waiting for you. Will you let Jesus in today? Are you sitting there and you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Have you seen it as weakness? Have you been taught the wrong things? Or have you just been living for yourself? But if you look at that picture, it's basically a picture depicting when, when Peter had walked on the water to Jesus and then he lost faith. And he's looking out from under that water and Jesus is leaning down. Are you sinking today? Is your connection to God severed? And do you feel like you're sinking? And that you need Jesus to reach down and pull you out? This one solution, which is Jesus, elicits only one response. And you can turn with me to John Chapter 1, verse 12. 
And it says, but all who did receive him, he gave the right to become children of God. That is the only true right that you have in accepting God. The world is full of pursuing certain rights and human rights, and I have a right to this. The only right you have is to death without God because of your sin that separates you from him. But Jesus paid that price, and by responding to him, he can come and change that. So respond to Jesus in your heart. Repent and turn from your sin. That sin in your life is what separates you from him. And it severs that connection and brings about that crack. And then you struggle to hear him. You struggle to live for him. You struggle to experience him in any way because you have that crack. And God's heart is for that to be gone. So let Jesus remove that crack between you and the Father today. Whether it means accepting him for the first time or whether it means rededicating yourself to him. He is the author and finisher of your faith. We serve the only God who has done the beginning and the end. So we can rest secure in that. He's already won the victory. But if he's the author and finisher of your faith, as it says in the word, your response today can determine what some of that content in between will be. What do you want the content in your book to be? Or is it just going to be an empty cover? And you're just going to scrape into heaven with smoke behind you? Or is the content going to be full of him? Full of what you've done with what he's put inside of you. Our response to the acceptance and love through the one and only Jesus Christ gives our lives significance and purpose. And making this response leads to but one lifestyle. Our purpose and significance is to live for the one who paid the one price for us. There's no greater purpose than that. There's no greater fulfillment than that. I feel so fulfilled today doing part of what he's made me to do, standing here today. What is your connection like to God in what you're doing every day? Not about the, the activities that you do, but in who you are in him. Because Jesus in you is your identity. Nobody can take it away and nobody can add to it because they never purchased it. They can never purchase it. Jesus did. And that can never change. By making this response and accepting the Lord Jesus, we can forever declare that we are connected to the one, Jesus Christ. There is no other connection. And being connected to Jesus is being connected to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Before 
whose name every knee shall bow. So if you are connected to the one, your situation must bow. Your circumstances must bow. But if you have not made that connection yet, I challenge you to do it today. I challenge you to live a connected lifestyle. Connected to the one. And if you do not have that connection today, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Or if you need to remake that connection and say, Jesus, you need to come and fix that crack. You need to renew my connection to Father God so that I can know him as the good father that he is. So that I can know that I'm loved by him. And that that connection can never again be severed. As I was preparing, I felt the Lord's heart saying, there are people here that have missed so many communion times. They've come to communion services, but they haven't made that connection. And they don't partake in communion. Because you need to be born again to do so. And I feel the Lord saying that, if that's you, pray this prayer with me. And take part in communion today. And never miss another communion time, which is another representation of your communion and your connection with the one. So if that's you, quietly in your own hearts, let's please close our eyes and follow me in this prayer in your own hearts. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you that you are the one. Please come and be my savior today. Please come and be my Lord. I want to forever be connected to the one. You are the one, Lord Jesus. You paid the full price for me. And I respond today to you being the true solution to the ultimate problem where I have been separated from you. I respond to you today, Lord Jesus, and choose to live a lifestyle connected to the one. I love you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. And I choose to live for you, connected to you, my audience of one. May I live today and every day after today before you, First and foremost, in Jesus' name, amen. The communion team um, can go ahead and go and collect the elements and begin to serve immediately. Um, A lovely DVD is going to play, and then Pastor John is going to lead us in communion. May God bless your connection to the one. Amen. Can we just check that everybody has been served? If you haven't been served the bread or the cup, would you just raise a hand? Just want to make sure everyone is covered. Thank you, communion team. Everyone seems to be covered. Now we have the privilege of being around the Lord's table and partaking in the elements representing his body and his blood. And I want to encourage you to always see yourself as privileged to partake in communion. The Lord left only two ordinances for us. The first one is believer's baptism, and the second one is communion, the Lord's Supper. 
And the Lord said, do this in remembrance of me. Scripture says, a well-known one in Matthew 26, we usually read this when we partake in communion. It says, now as they were eating, Jesus took bread and broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Isn't it incredible that we can be forgiven of our sins? There is only one place and one way, it's Jesus. And he was on the cross in your place, Dying a sacrificial death in your place so that your sin and my sin penalty could be paid for so we can truly be free. If you are in Christ, you are a new creation. The scripture says in Galatians, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And because of this, the chains of sin are broken over our lives and also the chains of death are broken over our lives. Let's lift up the bread. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you. We thank you that we can hold this bread, this matzos, matzo in our hands. And Lord, this is a tangible proof of your love. If ever there's anyone here that thought that you were never loved, and you've never felt the touch of God's love, you're touching the love of God right now. Represented by Jesus' body through this wafer, showing that he gave his body to be crucified and die in your place and mine. We look at this and we remind ourselves of the piercings in this wafer. It reminds us of how your body was pierced for our transgressions. You were bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon you, and by your stripes we are healed. Lord, we want it to be known that as we partake of communion today, we break this, reminding ourselves that your body was broken for us. But as we partake, we want to say, Lord, that we receive Every covenant blessing that you have for us, we say we take it and we receive it. The body of the Lord broken for you. Now would you lift up the cup? This cup represents the blood of Jesus. And we know that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from our iniquities and our sins. Nothing but the blood of Jesus can do this. The great need of mankind, fallen mankind, is solved through the blood of Jesus Christ. 
The Bible says that if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If there's something that you've said or done recently which has just been the wrong thing, maybe you've just messed up, you've blown it. Lord, we just give those things to you right now. And we say it is our heart's desire to honor you and please you in every respect. We thank you that the blood of Christ cleanses us from all of our sins. And we receive that cleansing afresh today. The blood of the Lord shed for you. Now, would you close your eyes for a moment? And I always like to, after communion, have just a little moment of gratitude, a moment of appreciation. And just while your eyes are closed, would you recognize that you have a Savior? Would you recognize that you are saved? That you are born again? And that because of Jesus' righteousness being imputed to you, therefore we can say in agreement with that scripture that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So I declare over God's people that any condemnation be gone in Jesus' name. Any heavy cloud be gone in Jesus' name. We declare that we are free because it is for freedom that you have set us free. Thank you that burdens are lifted right now. Yokes are destroyed right now because of the power of the cross. And the blood will never lose its power. Now, would you please stand? Let's stand together. We're going to sing a song, a victorious one to end off with, and then we will close in prayer. So the service is not yet dismissed. We're going to sing this one, Mighty Savior, lifted high, King forever, Jesus Christ.